Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Thanks for joining me today on Marketing with Confidence. I'm so excited to be joined by Hayley Maxwell. Hayley, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. I'm super excited to chat with you. Likewise. Can you kick off by introducing yourself and telling us all how you became obsessed with intentional messaging? As you said, I'm Hayley Maxwell and um, I am a personal brand and messaging coach for uh, introverted female coaches and consultants. I know that's a little bit of a a mouthful to get out. (laughs) Um, But essentially, I have always really worked in the, the communication space. And I'm really passionate about helping people to communicate with intention. And obviously, a key part of that is to be able to have a really intentional brand message that you're able to share with the world. But it's a a really big area for a lot of people in terms of something that they really struggle to to focus on or to have that time to really focus on and to think exactly about, you know, what it is that they're wanting to be sharing about the work that they do and what they stand for. And so I think once you have that message that you're able to to communicate really intentionally and strategically, it just makes so much else within your business far easier uh, in terms of showing up, in terms of confidence, in terms of filling you with that conviction and courage to to put yourself out there, essentially. Oh, amazing. Look, to warm us up before we get into the, I've got so many questions for you, (laughs) but to warm (laughs) us up, I'm just going to ask you a few quick questions. Um, What is your favorite business book? Oh yes, I had to really think about this because I'm a big I'm a big reader, oh, um, and I like to dive in and out of books. So yeah. I don't necessarily always read a whole book all at once. But oh. I think that one that stuck out for me, uh, and I listened to it on in audio format, um, was one called the I think it's the Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Um, and so Shonda Rhimes is, you know, the person who um, created Grey's Anatomy yeah, and, okay. and other programs yeah. like that. Yeah. And she's actually an introvert as well. And so her year of yes were, all came about because, you know, her sister said to her mm-hmm. something like, you know, you basically say no to everything. Um, And so it made her realize that in so many parts of her life, personally and professionally, she was saying no to this stuff. Mm. And she was missing out on all these opportunities and experiences. And so it's really about her journey of saying yes more um, to things that maybe she might not have before. And so I guess from an introvert's perspective, it wasn't about saying yes to stuff that was going to perhaps, you know, drain her all the time or not having boundaries and things like that. It was actually about saying yes 
to have the experience and to gain different, you know, to gain confidence or to spend different time with her children or, you know, open up new opportunities. And so it's just a really fascinating listen from her experience of doing the experiment yeah. and, you know, what it opened up for her um, and what she learned from it. So, I, yeah, it's something that I really enjoyed listening to. Oh, fantastic. And did she narrate the audiobook? Yes, she did actually oh, as yeah. well. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often listen to audiobooks because I I have a wandering mind. Um, but yeah. I do love when the person that wrote the book narrates it. And especially if it's a personal story. I because then you get that yeah. experience of almost like the keynote talk of it, you know, you get their yeah. emotions and their oh, so that's fantastic. I might have to check that out. Yeah, I do. Um, and then who's your best follow right now? What can't you get enough of, you know, on LinkedIn or Instagram or podcasts or TikTok? What's your, what are you binging at the moment? Yeah, so there's someone on LinkedIn that I really enjoy her content. LinkedIn is a platform that I've recently kind of come back to um, and I'm really enjoying actually. Amazing. And um so there's a lady called um, Leah Turner and she, her business is Leah Does LinkedIn. Oh, cool. And she's just um, a really, so she's a LinkedIn trainer, but she just is a, a real straight shooter, I guess, in terms of her advice, you know, and she calls out a lot of the, mm-hmm. the BS that exists. And um, she's but she's also just got this real heart of gold and she's witty and she's funny and she's built a really great community around her and she just provides incredible value as well. Um, So, yeah, so I've listened to her on podcasts. I follow her, obviously, on LinkedIn and, yeah, always get so many great tips from her. So I think if LinkedIn is a platform that you're interested in kind of doing more on or being part of, then she's definitely someone that um, I really recommend to, to follow. Oh, fantastic advice. And then finally, what gets you out of bed every day? Yeah. Um, well, apart from my alarm clock <laughs> and my kids. Um, so I would really say that it's just about, for me personally, it's really about helping. It, it's, it's about kind of a bit of a fight that I've I've got going on, I guess. So it's really about wanting to help other women in business who are introverted to see that they don't need to be anything other than themselves in order to create a thriving successful business and they certainly don't need to be extroverted in order to see that success because I think a lot of people feel like you know to be successful particularly in online business you need to be bigger louder um, you know far more extroverted and it's it's not you know and introversion isn't some kind of impediment you know it's actually kind of you know the opposite and actually a a lot of the introverted traits that people have in terms of you know personality and nature can actually be a huge asset in building a really strong business and in showing up as a a thought leader and Mm -hmm. you know being more visible but it's about doing it in a way that feels really aligned to you and your your nature as well so yeah so that's kind of I guess the the purpose behind my my work is to help people be able to do that beautiful 
Oh, fantastic. And I, I know, obviously, you, you live in New Zealand, so it would be nice and cold in the mornings. <laughs> so yes. Yeah, is, yeah. Good motivation to get out. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you this morning? Obviously, we're recording this podcast quite early for Sydney time this morning, not not so much on your end. And I went to get a coffee at, at like 7, which is I'm not even usually out of bed at 7. And um, I thought, oh, God, it's so cold. And then I thought, actually, poor Hayley. <laughs> like I should have <laughs> <laughs> my nine degrees here and my 10 degrees here I really yeah, yeah. it's not that cold I thought you know <laughs> I think it was about four degrees yes about four degrees yeah 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 um, I think we're already at like 17 oh no 12 or 13 and, and it's only you know eight. <laughs> oh nice oh you're making me jealous the sun is shining the sun is shining today so that's good yeah, yeah, beautiful. Look, you've started to talk a bit more about um, introverts and, and recently you really niched down into it, industry yeah. messaging for introverts. So I guess explain to me what you saw in the market that encouraged you to hone in on it or, or you know, your own experiences. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's a couple of things in that, you know, I am an introvert. Mm. Um, and And really, you know, as I've gone through business and I've kind of, you know, learned more and more about myself and the things that the way that I do things in business and the things that I don't like. Over time, I've noticed that a lot of the the things that I don't like in the online space, a lot of the way of being or doing, you know, particularly when it comes to marketing, um, haven't aligned with me because of Mm. my more, you know, slightly, I guess, quieter at times or introverted nature. Um, and, and I realized that for me, it's, it's never stopped me from doing things. I've still Mm. always had that drive and that ambition. Um, and it's really seeing it in other people as well. And, you know, a lot of the people that I have attracted over the years have, have actually been, been introverts themselves anyway. And they've talked about some of the things that they feel really hold them back in business. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's things that are aligning with their introverted nature or things that they feel that they're not able to do because we've kind of been told that, you know, as introverts, you know, we don't like doing this or we don't like doing that. So there's a whole lot of myths out there that I kind of feel almost put introverts into these little boxes and keep them, you know, sort of weigh them down, I guess. And so it was just really noticing, noticing that from in myself and in my clients and realizing that actually the skills that I've I've got Mm. is really about helping people to communicate with with greater impact, greater intention. So from a personal brand perspective, a messaging perspective, and helping them to show up in a way that really feels good to them. Yeah. And so because of that, you know, I've really just decided to to focus down on introverts in particular because I, I'm able to really empathize with them because I know the experience that yeah. they're sort of going through um, and use my skills to support them to be able to you know, have greater visibility to talk about what they do in a really confident way so they can break through some of those blocks that might be holding them back. Yeah, absolutely. And the the blocks are interesting, aren't they? Because it would be a combination of not only their own 
you know, where they feel comfortable and not comfortable. But then, as you say, all the things that people say, you know, things that people yeah. say about, you know, oh, that's because you're introverted or you don't like to, you know, or, or, or even just all the pressure. And I, and I guess that sort of leads me into, you know, there's everyone online that's just making so much noise all the time. And, and you know, there are other people that are confident to sing and dance on reels mm. or, you know, jumped onto that really early. And, and, and it's, it's been really interesting to watch over the last couple of years because there are people that you can almost see how little they're enjoying it, but they're doing it yeah. because they think they need to. And and I guess, you know, that raises the question of, you know, how can introverts become influential thought leaders when when the market is so noisy? Yeah, that's a really great question. I really love it. And I <laughs> think that, you know, particularly for introverts, First of all, figuring out, you know, what it is that you actually want to be be known for and actually spending time working on your message mm. and, you know, defining your your ideal client. And, and the reason that I say that is because when you really focus in on, you know, that that one ideal client. And I know kind of it's a bit of an eye roll moment when we start to talk okay. about, you know, ideal clients. I love ideal clients. But... You're, you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of ideal client, but I know people you know, are it's... concerned about, well, how can it just be, you know, one type of person? Yeah. Exactly. That's it. But if you focus on that one person, it means that you can really develop a message that's going to really strongly resonate with that specific person. And what happens is when you've got that message that really strongly resonates with them, then that helps you to cut through the noise to speak to just that person because it means that they will, you know, sit up and pay attention because they can see and recognize themselves in your message. Yeah. And so what it means is when you've got a really strong message, when it's really, really clear you don't need to be the loudest person in the room, you know, you don't need to be singing and dancing just to to be heard or to be seen, to get attention. Um, because what happens is your message will do the hard work for you, essentially. Yeah. And it means that, you know, you will be heard by the people that you're wanting to be heard by. And so the idea of, you know, cutting through the noise or standing out online you're not trying to stand out, you know, to everyone, you know, and that that's where people struggle is that, you know, it's, you know, what am I going to do to stand out? Well, it's it that's not the question we should be asking. Yeah. We need to be asking ourselves, how am I going to stand out? How am I going to be remembered by my one ideal client so that I can increase my chance of being chosen? Yeah. Um, and so that comes down to that that messaging piece. So from a thought leadership piece, you need to have those parts first, the ideal client, what you want to be known for, your message. And then really, you know, embracing the parts of your personality that, you know, might be more more introverted in in nature, embracing that and leveraging those traits and qualities and talents that you have. Um, and it might be, you know, 
continuously developing your knowledge and your expertise that you're going far deeper into your expertise, which again is something that, you know, is quite a natural quality for a lot of introverts anyway. You know, we like to go deep into (laughs) topics um, and, you know, particular subjects and we can be quite passionate about about things because we like to really think you know we're we're, we process our information internally as as opposed to sort of processing it externally Um, so really sort of develop that knowledge and also think about the mediums I guess through which you are communicating so you don't need to be on every single platform pick the platform one that you feel most comfortable on um, from the mar- a marketing perspective and two where you actually know your people are hanging out yeah. um, you know that's kind of that that marketing 101 oh, but absolutely. you know from an energy perspective you don't want all your energy to be kind of sucked out of you by trying to be on every single platform speaking to people everywhere yeah. um, so have that that primary platform and really look at you know, which type of content that you like to produce as well. So it might be, you might prefer writing. If you prefer writing, then focus on on writing, focus on doing deep dives in, in blogs, and then breaking that up. Or, you know, if you like podcasting, you know, focus on on podcasting to get your thoughts and ideas out. But really, from a thought leadership perspective, it's, it's actually sort of sitting down and saying, look, what is it that I want to, what is it I want to say? What yeah. what are my ideas around my area of expertise? What is it that I want to be, be kind of, again, known for? Um, and how can I best communicate this in a way that's going to work for, for me? And when you start doing things in a way that's going to work for you, you're far more likely to be consistent at it as well because you're not dreading it all the time or it's not getting pushed to the side and you'll think, oh, I'll do that later. So I'd say, you know, the combination of all of those things that I've just talked about, you know, really sets you up to be able to be that that thought leader in yeah. your your space and and networking as well I would add to that as well yeah. so yeah. maybe if you prefer networking kind of more on a one-to-one basis then yeah. you know then do that you know and build those deeper more meaningful mm-hmm. relationships as well yeah it's so interesting and and I think you know it, it all comes down and again I can't agree more to the ideal client profile that you build mm-hmm. and, and you know within that you're probably looking to create alignment with them. And, and you know, if your ideal client, you know, profile is, you know, their elements that they will relate to that kind of introverted story, that introverted approach, you know, the more you lean into that and the more that you, you know, humanise and talk about and and express that, you know, either, you know, I'm a really deep thinker or I, you know, I, I need my recharge time or I, mm. I don't like to go to networking events that are really overwhelming. I love to catch up with people one-on-one, you know. I think the more that you lean into the vulnerability and, and it goes for extroverts as well and talking about the just about how you operate and why you'll attract people that are similar. And you even said, yeah. you know, a lot of your clients you noticed were quite introverted. And I think we, the the benefit of the online business world is there's so many different versions of people offering similar things, but mm. it's the people that we end up aligning to. And, you know, it's, it's, mm. I think the more you tell 
your human story as to why you do the things you do or why you're passionate about what you're passionate about, that almost becomes that layer that makes you really attractive to people and makes people want to work with you versus the other person yeah. that does something similar. Um, and and I think it's, for me, I always think about, you know, with competition and, and people get concerned that there's other people out there similar or someone's copied some of my this, you know, there's so many people in the market for, and mm. there's so many people offering. And I think that alignment where people feel like this person's going to get me and understand me, I think that's part of where your thought leadership goes as well, you know, is creating that that bond almost between you and your audience so that they go, yeah, this person understands me. And, and I think, yeah, that humanising of content is such a big part of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I think, yes, we do have, you know, competition, but, you know, really the biggest competition that we have is um, one with ourselves and, you know, two with the clutter that is is out in the online space. And um, so, you know, making sure that, you know, essentially you're coming across kind of, you know, in a really authentic way and you're letting people see you and being unapologetically you um, but really honing in and really getting laser focused on your messaging and the people that you're wanting to talk to so you can actually just cut through that that clutter as well so and then you know competition doesn't become such a thing because you are the only person sure you might be doing doing something that a whole heap of other people yeah. do but the way that you do it the way yeah. that you approach it that your personality your experiences that you bring to it um mm-hmm. you know all add up to make um to make it different and unique to to someone else so yeah, yeah. no totally so i guess you know to to kind of wrap up i really love the the phrase and the the concept of intentional messaging and and I think it just sort of ties into what you've just said again about the clutter and the noise that's out there Mm. I guess what are your tips for becoming really intentional with your messaging and and I guess that comes back to that you know not just contributing to noise but actually you know you know having having a really strong outcome what are your what are your top tips Yes, I would say that um, first of all you know as I've already sort of mentioned Mm. is around that understanding what it is that you actually want to be known for because if you don't know what you want to be known for um, then it's going to make it really hard to figure out what you're actually going to be talking about yeah Um, you know so and sure you know for example if you are a social media manager you know something like that then or a social media coach then sure you might you'll talk about social media obviously but there's got to be something bigger than just talking about you know the the tactics I guess the you know and sharing tips and (laughs) tricks you know there's 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 more depth to you as a person so really sitting down and thinking about what that greater purpose is a bit like the question you asked earlier you know what makes you actually get out of get out of bed you know why do you do the work that you do so really sitting down and figuring that out 
And once you know those things, it means that you can then start to think really intentionally about the kinds of messaging that you're putting out there. Obviously, this is assuming that you do also, you are really clear on that ideal client yeah. as well, yeah. so that you can bring those two parts together into your into your messaging. And so I always encourage people to think about it from a, I guess, a theme perspective. So what is that big overarching theme um, for your your brand, for your, your business? You know, what is that thing that you're fighting for or against, essentially? Mm. And that becomes kind of a theme, a driver for your communication. And so you create your, your core message, for example, and then you would think about, you know, what are your messaging pillars? You know, what are those three or four core topics yeah. that you want to be talking about on repeat yeah. so that you are able to get known for those specific topics? Yeah. Um, and underneath each of those those kind of core topics, you would have your key messages or your key point, your key talking points. Yeah. Um, so that you're always making sure that you're tapping into those core messages that basically keeps you really focused and really on track with communicating with your audience so that over time you can build up, um, you know, that that image, that perception, you know, that you're wanting to cultivate about you and your, you know, your brand, say, or your personal brand. Um, so I think it's it's thinking about communication from that really strategic way. It's, you know, what do what does my audience need to hear? Um, what what do they need to know about me? And you know, how can I also through my messaging show them who I am as a person and what's important to me so that we can begin to connect with them on that that deeper level that sort of helps us to build more of that community I guess around our around our work with people yeah. who are you know excited to kind of see us in their news feed or in their podcast feed or you know because they enjoy the way that we talk about things, they really feel connected to us. So I think, yeah, it's about really focusing on that that message first mm -hmm. and sort of breaking it down so that you can be quite methodical about yeah. your approach to messaging. Yeah. It's funny, even just at the end there, I was thinking, you know, the other great benefit of having really clear messaging is other people know what to refer you for. You know, when mm, you absolutely. follow somebody that is so succinct about how they help, it may not even be for you. But then when somebody else is talking about yep. a problem, you're like, oh, I know the perfect person for this. Oh, you've got to follow this person that I follow. Yep. Like their content is exactly what you need. They're like their advice or their messages. And I think that's the that's the other really big benefit is that when it's so crystal clear what you do and it's so purposeful, you know, people then you, you get that virality in some way where people then mm. can also talk about you on your behalf and 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 know what you do. I think we see that all the time with our with our clients where we say, you know, we can't assume that everybody knows all the things that we do unless we're talking to them yeah. about it. And, you know, again, with with the noise that is social media, especially, 
so many competing messages. We can't expect that the people on the journey with us see everything, number one, and then remember everything. And, and, you know, people are joining your journey all the time. And if you're not continually having those brand messages and having those messages out there of, of who you are, who you help, what you do, you're missing out because someone that joins today isn't going to go and read the last 30 posts. <laughs> no, no, that's it. And I think also the other thing that I would add is, so so getting your message out there. So, you know, a lot of people get stuck on getting their messages out there. They're not sure what they want to say. Um, you know, so all of these things will help with that. But you have to get your message out there. You have to start sharing it. And listening to what people are saying in response, looking at, you know, and I know you like talking about the data behind um, marketing. So looking at that data and what that is telling you about the messages that you are sharing as well. And, and from that, so this is, you know, using those, those awesome listening skills that, you know, particularly introverts like, you know, have, they love to listen, you know, so it's, it's looking at that and it's analyzing that and, and, and refining your message strategically based on that, that data that's coming through based on what people are saying and how they're responding and engaging. So you can't do any of that refining until you actually start to share your message out there. So if you're stuck in that message, you know, that messaging kind of problem of thinking, you know, how do I want to talk about this? You know, brainstorm it start getting out there, getting it out there, your message, and then start refining it because that is the best way to get over any of those blocks around, I just don't know what I want my message to be. Yeah. It's see, seeing what is also going to resonate with your audience. Oh, it's such a great point. I think I've realized over the years that clients that struggle the most with perfectionism are actually just not 100% sure, you know, yeah. that they either feel nervous about launching the thing or they're not 100% sure that they're saying the right thing. And, and then the perfectionism holds them up, you know, the website that mm. never goes live, the, you know, the content that gets changed constantly. And, and you know, we try to encourage them and, and you've, you've hit it there exactly. Just get started. Just put something out. It doesn't matter if it's not the best version or the perfect version and you'll build it as you go you'll learn you know I think you make such a great point the the comments that you get back the dm conversations the data you know the 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 actual hard data that you see all of that helps you go oh okay so when I talk about this people really engage when I talk about that they're not I still want to talk about that so what do I need to do how do I reframe it how do I represent it and I think, um, yeah, I mean, all, all of marketing is constantly testing and learning and, and doing mm. better. And, and you know, yeah. messaging is obviously no, no different and, and a massive part of that. So that's, yeah, that's really, really good insight as well. Yeah, I think, um, so I run, I do some little personal brand audits and pretty much when people come to me and they say, you know, I'm struggling to get traction, Mm -hmm. you know, on social media, I'm struggling to get traction for X, Y, Z. When I go and have a look at their website, their social media channels, invariably, it comes down to their messaging. So their messaging not being clear enough, or, you know, that ideal client not being focused enough, which means that their messaging just isn't sharp enough. And it's not 
coming across well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just really thinking about that and then getting it out there and just refining that mm-hmm. message, um, yeah. you know, is the best way to to approach it. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for your time and all your advice. How can people get in touch with you and and, and work with you, Haley? My pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, so best place to find me is hayleymaxwell.com. Um, and also, yeah, come and find me on, on LinkedIn, which is my new playground that I'm really enjoying. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, yeah, you've shared so many great tips and insights and I'm sure, yeah, following along with you on LinkedIn will probably give people even more of that goodness. So thank you so much. And yeah, I look forward thank to you. you again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.